This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. We're coming out of Psalm 126 and 1. The writer of Psalm 126 is, identif- is unidentified. Amen. But this is an account of the children of Israel, the, um, the Hebrews, uh, their feelings about their return from captivity. They were in captivity initially by the, Babel- by the Babylonians and then the, uh, the Medo-Persians took over from them. And um, the first um, Hebrews to return from captivity back to their native land of Jerusalem was after 70 years and they came in waves. Uh, those that chose to come back. But this is expressing their joy upon their return from captivity. Amen. And once again, we don't know who the writer is. Amen. But this applies to us, this scripture. Amen. Here we go. Psalm 126 and 1 reads, And when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, Zion being a um, Hebrewism for uh, all of the Jews, we were like them that dream. Verse 2, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord have done great things. So here the uh, surrounding nations of the Jews were saying that God had done great things because he brought the Jews back from captivity under the Babylonians and the Medo-Persians. Amen. So when God delivers his people, the whole world knows about it. That's what the scripture is saying. Verse 3 of uh, Psalm 126 says, The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Hallelujah. They're acknowledging that God had delivered them, and now they are glad. The, the Hebrews, the Jews, are acknowledging the great things that God has done for them, and they are glad. The great thing being delivering them from captivity. Verse 4, Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Now, this is a Hebrewism or Hebrew slang again, or poetry, amen, where they're saying um, they've returned from captivity and it's compared to uh, the rivers uh, watering the desert, amen, which to, in their minds, was something great, amen, where water is available for crops to grow. Verse 25, verse 120, I mean, chapter of psalms 126 verse 5 says very famous scripture they that sow in tears shall reap in joy amen we could all relate to this amen we've all been sad and cried at some time amen but here god saying to specifically the the hebrews but can be applied to all of us amen that are in christ amen that they that sow in tears shall reap enjoy hallelujah glory to god when we go through stuff hallelujah we're just sowing seeds hallelujah that we'll reap enjoy on the other side hallelujah of our challenge hallelujah and we'll end it up with verse 6 amen of psalm 126 it says he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him and and this is a hebrewism uh, again and this basically means as we 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 go forth and we're sad and we're we're crying amen hallelujah and sowing those seed those those tears as seeds amen we shall rate we shall no doubt reap a great harvest amen that's what the his sheaves means hallelujah hallelujah of joy amen glory to god hallelujah what are we what am i talking about here amen hallelujah we have all experienced difficulties and trials during our lives and especially over the last three and a half, four months, we have been through something with the pandemic and with the uh, civil unrest that is going on in our nation, amen. And God wants to encourage us today that if we sow in tears, amen, we're gonna reap in joy, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So be encouraged that as tough as it is, amen, you're really only, hallelujah, sowing seeds, amen, for God to bless you on the other side when, we, when he brings us out of this. Somebody say, hallelujah. 
Glory to God. So our message today, amen, is all we really want is to be happy, amen. I just, I want to be happy, amen, glory to God. Ultimately, hallelujah, I know you want to be happy in your life, hallelujah. You want to, to, to exist, amen, to be in a happy state of mind and, ha and, and live a good and full life, hallelujah, and that is what God wants for us as well. He never put us on the earth, amen, to experience these things, but because we as human beings chose to, and specifically Adam chose to live independent of God, we have to deal with heartache and trouble and loss, amen, and pandemics and un civil unrest and all the like, amen. So God wants us to be happy, Hallelujah. I know in some scholarly circles, amen, they don't agree with this, amen, glory to God, but we will see in our scriptures today, hallelujah, that God ultimately wants us to be happy. It does not mean we won't go through anything. We're going through something right now. It means that he, if we sow in tears, we're going to reap in joy, amen. Join me as I pray, amen, over our service. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you, we praise you, we bless you today because you do all things well. We thank you for bringing us here together, Lord God, even if it's online to, to gather in worship, hallelujah, in, in, in need of your word today, Lord God, hallelujah. Draw everyone you've ordained to be a part of this service, Lord God, from across the world, Lord God, and have them to log on to this service in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord God. As I said, we need a word from you, Lord God, and that task is far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today through me. Teach today through me like never before that your people might be fed. We thank you. We praise you, Lord God, for your faithfulness to us. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. All right. Hallelujah. We're talking about being happy today. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's define happiness. Amen. According to uh, dictionary.com, amen, happiness is the quality or state of being happy. Amen. More specifically, to be happy is, 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 is to have the state of happiness is to have good fortune, pleasure, contentment, and joy. Now, to you Bible scholars out there, amen. Why would God place us on the earth to suffer and to lack and to be without? All of that is a result of Adam's choice and his descendants, who we are, throughout the, uh, the, the thousands of years. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants us to be happy. It is healthy to be happy. It does not mean that we do not go through anything. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But hallelujah, it starts from his spirit on the inside and it moves uh, over our entire being. Amen. This this happiness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This joy. Amen. So it's the quality of state of being happy and the state of being happy is good fortune, pleasure, contentment and joy. That's what God wants for his people. And if you don't know God. Amen. We're going to give you an opportunity later to get to know Father God through his son, Jesus Christ, where you can experience this as well. Hallelujah. We work very hard to make ourselves happy, but this is God's job. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's move on. We'll see that. Hallelujah. But in order to find the key to happiness, we must start with truth. Amen. There's a lot of narratives out here. So now a lot of narratives online or points of view online or points of view in the world. But we want truth. Amen. True happiness starts with knowing the truth. Amen. And not my truth because truth is exclusive. Amen. Hallelujah. Every, in other words, if everyone has a, their own truth, there is no truth. There must be one truth. Amen. And hallelujah. Let's take a look at this truth. Amen. And I will speak about why it is the truth in a minute. Amen. We're coming out of John 1:17. That's the gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So the last gospel. 
Amen. And we're reading from the Amplified Version. Amen. And this is the uh, John the Baptist. Amen. Um, discussing uh, about Jesus. Amen. As Jesus is about to come on the scene. Amen. The uh, John the Elder who wrote this book is speaking about how um, John the Baptist was introducing Christ. Okay. John 1.17 Amplified Version. It reads, for the law was given through Moses. Now we know this. The Ten Commandments were, gi were given through Moses. So they were given through Moses. But grace which is the unearned, undeserved favor of God. Let's keep that in mind. And truth, so grace and truth are going together here, came through Jesus Christ. He, he spoke about in John 14 and 6 that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, hallelujah, not only proclaimed the truth, but truth flowed from him. And came through him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now how can. Why should we believe that Jesus is the way. The life and the truth. And that truth came through him. Because he claimed to. Uh, that he was going to die. He did. And, ri and rise the third day. He did die. And rise on the third day. I tend to believe. A person, if they say they're going to die, they go ahead and die for our sins. Amen. And they rise on the third day to show that God accepted uh, his sacrifice for our sins. Amen. Hallelujah. And then ascended on to heaven. Amen. And the church came into being. Amen. I tend to believe people who died and came back to life. And to this day, they still have not found his body. And they were looking for it. My God. So let me start again. For the law was given through Moses. The cold uh, tablets of stone were given through Moses. But grace, the unearned, the undeserved favor of God came. Uh, 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 favor of God and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth are tied together. And he come through Jesus Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. Where we're headed with this. I thought we were talking about happiness. We are. Everybody, the truth shall make you free. We have all heard this scripture. Amen. We've quoted it. Amen. And even people who are not believers have quoted it. The truth shall make you free. But what is the truth? Amen. We talked about the truth. Uh, Jesus being the source of truth. And he said he's the way to life and the truth. But how does that relate to us? What did, how should we think about the truth? Amen. So the truth shall make you free. Amen. We're coming out of John 8.32, obviously. Amen. It's a few uh, chapters over from the uh, scripture we just read. And it reads, and this is Jesus speaking uh, to an audience here. Amen. Um, He's, 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 he's in the process of preparing them um, that they might believe on him because he's going to because uh, he was speaking to a bunch of Jews that were not believers and followers of him. So he, he's trying to make an appeal to them that he is the Christ and they should believe on him. Amen. And he says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The truth makes us free. We got to know it first. And once we know it and we're intimate with it, then it will make us free. We're relating this to happiness. All we want to do is be happy, right? Hallelujah. But happiness starts with knowing the truth, and this truth will make us free. Amen. Where you're headed with this, brother pastor, I'll show you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So what does this verse mean? John 8:32. Amen. Now, let's understand that Jewish people of Jesus' day were well-versed in the law, the Ten Commandments and the associated 613 uh, laws that were attached and rooted in those Ten Commandments. So, by the age of five, they memorized the Torah, or the first five books of uh, the Hebrew Bible and the Vah Bible. Amen? So, by five, they had all these books memorized. So, these were people that knew the law so obviously the truth that would set them free was not the law because they knew it already and they were not free. Many of us are very religious and we can quote the Bible from uh, cover to cover, amen, but we're still not 
free. We, we say, well, we've read the Bible. Why are we not free? If the Bible is truth, why are we not free? Why am I still bound? Why am I still lonely? And why am I still pulling out my hair? If you have hair, amen, I don't, hallelujah. But why are you, <laughs> why am I still like this? The scripture says, I shall know the truth and the truth shall set me free. Why am I still less than what I ought to be? Let's move on. It says, despite having knowledge of the law, people were in bondage and had destructive habits. They were bound by sin, depressed and fearful. And yes, this sounds like the church. It's not what the church should be, but this is what we find ourselves dealing with. Just like the Jews of Jesus' day who didn't believe in him were dealing with, even though they knew the law. They memorized it. But Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now we spoke about that grace and truth went together. In John 1, 17. So we can deduce that what is the truth that will set you free? Grace is the truth that will set you free free they knew the law and many of us we know the bible inside out but we're still in bondage being in bondage is not a happy state of being we have knowledge but we don't have truth the truth is the grace of the lord jesus christ or the unmerited the unearned the undeserved favor of God hallelujah when we allow it to have free course in our lives and we no longer depend on our self efforts to either hallelujah make ourselves happy or be in favor with God but we look to Jesus uh, hallelujah and we fully embrace that he has secured us in a position to be in a favorable place with father god hallelujah and that the favor the undeserved the unearned the unmerited favor of god the goodness of god hallelujah can come upon us amen hallelujah based on what jesus did and not based on what we do as human beings on the earth somebody say hallelujah so what is the truth that will set you free it is understanding the grace of the lord jesus christ puts you in a favorable position with god and gives you access amen to all the blessings of god that will make you happy somebody say hallelujah thank you lord glory to god hallelujah we keep trying and trying to 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 make our lives what we want it to be and we reap those consequences of our choices hallelujah and our choices are limited our efforts are limited because we're human his efforts are unlimited because he's god towards us amen let's move on viewers saints amen the lord demands and we demanded a lot of ourselves and others we demand a lot of ourselves i should be better I should be more than this. I should be rich. I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep doing these things until I am what the Lord demands me or what the world expects of me. I'm going to keep working hard. And believe me, I'm not against working hard, but it's all in your perspective. Amen. I can work hard in his grace. Amen. Where he supplies me the strength and the energy to work hard or I can work where I know I'm favored already or I can work from a standpoint where I'm trying to gain God's favor, trying to gain people's favor. Amen. Hallelujah. That I might have the life I want. Amen. Listen, I, I want to be really real with you right now. Um, I look how I look. I'm a um, I'm a black American. Amen. And I have been in a lot of job situations where I have been the only person in the room that looks like me, that has the culture that I have. I have found when I have allowed the favor of the Lord Jesus Christ to move through my life, amen, hallelujah, that I am no longer in a position where from my physical world, from our 
physical for my understanding that I'm in an unfavorable position despite I'm the only one in the room or on the job that looks like me that I with the favor of God upon me become more than what the world would expect of me amen I'm not limited by how I look or what culture I come from I am unlimited by the favor of God and I've found favor in the eyes of people who are not of the same race of me, who are not of the same gender of me because of God's grace in my life. So people have enjoyed my company. People have not treated me in a negative way or in a racist way, amen, when the favor of God is active in my life, not because of what I did, but because I acknowledge what Jesus did and I allow his grace to flow through my life, amen. Let, let me really get real with you, amen, hallelujah. And, and if I have an audience, amen, hallelujah, that is beyond just people that are black Americans or people of color or people uh, of color from all over the world, amen, let, let me just really be blunt with you, amen, hallelujah. If you are black, I understand and have at times experienced racism. You no longer have to walk in a room or be in a place and feel self-conscious because of the negative thoughts you perceive that others have of you. When the favor of God is upon you, amen, hallelujah, you become favorable, not just to God, but to those around you. This is not theory. This is uh, my testimony. I've lived it and I continue to live it. God is more than enough as you allow him to be active in your life. Amen. I know we don't want to hear that. We want to be mad all the time. We want to be on the guard all the time. I'm in a room with people that don't look like me. I'm the only black person in the room. No, listen, God, when God's favors upon you, amen, hallelujah, it transcends uh, natural circumstances and you can thrive wherever you go amen amen i'm not i'm not i'm not bound by racism amen do i do, do i know it exists yes has it occurred to me uh, have, have i experienced it yes but i've also experienced god's favor active in my life where i'm able to go above and beyond that uh challenge of racism amen and thrive in circumstances where I'm the only black person in the room. This is my testimony. Amen. So the Lord demands. Hallelujah. We, de we demand a lot of ourselves. Amen. Oh, I got to work twice as hard as everybody else because of what I look like. Listen, I got the favor of God in my life. Amen. And he will supply me strength. Amen. And I will work hard. Amen. But I'm not working to gain his favor or uh, people's favor who don't look like me. Amen. I, I'm, I'm just receiving his favor and working hard and being a blessing and letting my light so shine in the world that men may see my good works and glorify my father who is in heaven. Amen. Listen, grace supplies. People are broken and are looking for supply. Amen. If you are broken, amen. If you are affected by uh, racism or bigotry or mistreatment or loneliness or, or whatever you negative emotion you are experiencing that has brought you to a place of being broken grace supplies see we as human beings are in this position because we live independent of god now even if we are believers in christ amen if we don't allow ourselves to live in concert with god we can be broken even as christians Lord, have your way in me. Lord, you know what I have need of. Supply my needs, Lord God. Lord, I am broken emotionally, Lord God. Have your way in me, Lord God, that those broken parts of me are now fixed. They are now healed by your grace. I know I don't deserve it, but because of your love for me, hallelujah, you will supply it to me. Amen. We're talking about being happy. And many of us are broken even though we are believers. Because we must realize we have to allow 
God's grace to supply us, not only just with our physical needs, but our emotional needs, our mental needs as well. Let's move on. Listen, we often reject God's attempt to be good to us and make us happy. And we do this with our religious self efforts. We block the blessings of God because we are trying to earn them instead of receive them by grace. How do we do that? Let's look at Romans 2 and 4. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. This is Paul speaking to the church at Rome. Paul being the great apostle Paul who wrote 13 books of the New Testament. Um, he is speaking about, hallelujah, how... Uh, uh, he's speaking to an audience that is made up of Jews, and they are caught up in. I know. I I I remember. I memorize all the books of the Torah. I, uh, if I keep the Ten Commandments, I'm going to go to heaven. They they're caught up in that type of mentality, like we as Christians are caught up in. I never miss a church service. I wear my three piece suit. I wear my polyester, whatever it is. I wear my big old hat. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to go to heaven because I'm a good person. My good outweighs my bad, which is not scriptural. All right. It's about believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. But here, here's, here's what Paul has to say to us. He says, he says, or, or, or are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness? Hallelujah. And forbearance and long suffering patience. Are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness, and the King James says the goodness, that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent. It is the goodness of God, according to the King James Version, that leads us to repentance or the kindness of God, his kindness that is motivated by his grace for us. Something that we didn't earn, something we don't deserve, something we don't merit. Amen. Are we ignorant of God's grace? Basically, the scripture is saying, amen. Hallelujah. Now he was speaking to an audience that was made up of Jews. Amen. Hallelujah. And they had some other Christians as well in their Gentile Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. But the point here is, are you ignorant of God's grace that will bring you to repentance? It is the goodness of God that will bring you to repentance. Now, repentance is in Christian circles when you're supposed to feel bad for your sins and that you uh, cry before God. Hallelujah. God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Amen. Hallelujah. But that is not biblical repentance in the New Testament. Amen. Hallelujah. This repentance is the Greek word because the New Testament was written in Greek. Amen. It's the Greek word metanoia. And it's to change your mind and inner man to accept God's will. That is repentance. It's the goodness of God that will change your mind, a change of mind to ex and, and, and your inner man to accept God's will. And God's will is to be good to you through his grace. We're talking about being happy and wanting to be happy. Amen. How can I be happy when I'm trying to make myself happy as opposed to receiving the grace of God that he always intended from man from the beginning? If we think about it, Adam and Eve lived in a paradise. They did not deserve it. It was the grace of God. That every need was supplied for before he put them on the earth. Food and, 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 and the good environment, a home. It was by his grace. So it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. God is good to us first. We should receive it and be changed to know that it's God's goodness. Amen. Not our self-efforts. Amen. Let's move on. Saints, our best efforts to change our loved ones, to change ourselves, is fruitless apart from God's grace. How many of you out there trying to change yourself? Trying to better yourself? It's fruitless! And we work so hard to change ourselves, we create blind spots. I'm a good person. 
No, that wasn't me. I didn't intend for that. You must understand my intent. Listen, we got to get to the point where, and I can tell you, I'm the pastor of the Living Waters Christian Center. I'm here broadcasting here onto you on YouTube. Amen. Hallelujah. I am a very flawed human being. Any goodness that you've experienced through me is by way of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that I've allowed to move through my life. Amen. I cannot change myself. I can merely uh, recognize when God points out to me an area of blindness or where I don't understand where I do wrong and then also receive his grace to uh, change my mind, to change my inner man, to allow him to uh, express himself through me in a way that is good to me and to others around me. Amen. I have read self-help books. I have read self-help articles. Ultimately, they don't work. It is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That changes us, that betters us. Amen. God's goodness is his way of maturing us. God's goodness is his way of maturing us. We have difficulty receiving his goodness when we are still trying to pat ourselves on the back. Now, if you keep calling yourself good, why do you need to receive God's goodness? If you keep patting yourself on the back and saying how wonderful you are, why do, you, why do I need Jesus? I'm going to heaven ba based on my goodness, or based on how wonderful I am. I am just so wonderful. Jesus, you didn't have to die on the cross. I'll make it to heaven myself. No, 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 no. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God's goodness is his way of maturing us, not the rebuke of man or even our condemnation of ourselves. It is his goodness that is his way of maturing us. Please, somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move on. God's supply of grace is unlimited. Oh, the grace is going to run out. You better get yourself together because the grace is going to run out. Now, I agree grace may run out for a given situation. Amen. If God wants to move you on to a different situation. But God's grace is unlimited. We're talking about being happy here. Amen. And receiving God's grace. Hallelujah. In order to be happy. Hallelujah. Let's go back to John, the Gospel of John. We're going to chapter 1 again. Now we're going to verse 16, and we are reading from the Amplified Version. This is the same passage of Scripture that we, we, we read from before. We read verse 17 before, but within that same passage is verse 16. Hallelujah. This is the, uh, John the Baptist again speaking as he is about to present Jesus. He says, uh, John's, uh, John, John the elder writes that John the Baptist said, for out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we all received grace upon grace. In the King James, it says grace for grace, spiritual blessings upon spiritual blessings, favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. Amen. Grace for grace. Or grace, grace. Hallelujah. Out of his fullness, out of God's fullness, the superabundance of his grace or his unlimited supply of grace and truth and have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessings upon spiritual blessings, favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. Amen. According to BibleHub.com, the preposition for, amen, as it reads in the King James Version, we read upon, but those words are, are, are the same, essentially, amen. So the preposition for, or the word upon, as we read, means in the Greek, it's a word called anti, amen, and it means in place of, or i.e. what substitutes or serves as an equivalent, what is proportional, Brother Pastor, I thought we we're talking about happiness. Yes, we are. Amen. And I'm going to unveil it to you. Amen. 
Now, John the Baptist's use of the term grace or, or the phrase, I should say, grace for grace means every time God supplies you with grace, when it expires for a given circumstance, there is another supply coming. Hallelujah. Grace in place of grace that went before it or grace after grace. God's supply of grace is unlimited. So when you get to a place in life, amen, and God has graced you and blessed you, amen. And let's say, for example, I'm on a job and I feel like the grace of that job is starting to expire. He's got another opportunity for you, amen, hallelujah, full of grace, amen, hallelujah, to, hallelujah, uh, uh, take over for the grace that has expired, amen, grace for grace or grace grace amen hallelujah there's always a supply of grace that god has you for the circumstances for the situations that he is leading you into amen that you might have success and ultimately happiness in a given situation that you are placed in even situations that you might not want to be in i don't have to be depressed because i'm in a situation that I don't want to be in if the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is with me. Now, let me, let me ask you something. Jesus being on earth was uncomfortable. He left heaven, put on flesh, and came here. Was Jesus depressed his whole time he was here? No, he wasn't. Yes, he had the garden of Gethsemane and all that. I, I, I understand that. It was a given circumstance. Amen. And what did he say in that? Nevertheless, not my will, thy will be done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When he did that, God's grace, hallelujah, was flowing fully in his life that he could go to the cross and die for our sins. Amen. Let's move on. In the midst of these troubled times, God wants to be good to you. We got over 125,000 people who have passed away due to the COVID-19 virus. We have civil unrest. We have clashes between protesters and police. We have many of us been stuck in the house or many of us have become uh, impatient with that and have gone out despite the... Uh, the advice of, of healthcare professionals, and we have just done our things, amen. And now we see uptick, uptick, excuse me, of cases, amen, because people just want to go out and make themselves happy. And I, as a human being, I understand, amen. And hallelujah, we have troubled times around us, amen. We get it, hallelujah. But in the midst of these troubled times, God wants to be good to us, amen. Let's go to Philippians 4 and 11, the amplified version. This is Paul thanking the Philippians for giving him a financial gift. Amen. Uh, Paul was not one who um, wanted to be seen as a preacher who only wanted money. Now, in other scriptures, he speaks about how uh, the various churches were good to the other original 12 other original, I should say, 11 apostles, amen, because we know Judas uh, killed himself, amen. But Paul did not want to be seen as a preacher who just was after the money. So often he, he, he didn't press the issue, amen, although it was his right, he could have, amen. But here he is thanking the Philippians, amen, for their generous gift to him and making some other comments along with it. He says, not that I speak from any personal need for I have learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy. Now, he is content and self-sufficient through Christ. We're talking about being happy. Amen. Hallelujah. And this happens by way of being self-sufficient through Christ. In other words, he lives inside of us by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we have no need of outside uh, sources uh, other than the Holy Spirit that lives within. Amen. The Spirit of Christ that lives within and satisfy and, and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ that lives within us satisfies us to the point where uh, we are not disturbed or uneasy regardless of our circumstances. 
my God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I don't need to uh, be angry on the inside or, 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 or uneasy where I need to let the know what excuse me, let the world know of how angry I am and that you as the world must make me happy. You ever met people who are so sensitive and they're always looking for people to validate them and build them up? As Christians, this is not how God wants to bless us. And may, it, it, it's not from the outside in. It's from God living inside of us as Christians and from the inside out. That's not something we want to hear. You want everything to work right from the outside. No, it's from the inside out that these blessings come, this happiness, this joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move on. What did Paul also have to say here? Verse 12, he says, I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. Humbly from a, uh, from a biblical standpoint is, is basically where you're at the point where you say, not my will, thy will be done. That's, that's biblical humility. Amen. It's not, it's not so much deference to other people. Amen. Although it may include that. But humble from a biblical standpoint is, Lord, not my will, thy will be done. I trust you enough and I don't trust myself that I know your will is greater than my will and your will, amen, will bring the best for me, whatever that may be, despite the circumstances or situations that I experience from the outside. So let me read that again. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance. We have to know how to enjoy abundance, amen, and live in prosperity. We do that humbly. Hallelujah. So when the blessed outside blessings do come, amen, I still remain humbly and know God's the source and that I'm not the source. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there's a lot of times um, people who operate in this world system and people have done well. They're very talented people who have done well and become millionaires and some have become billionaires. And sometimes they're motivated to keep working hard because they don't want to lose what they have because they built it up. So they have to maintain it. When God blesses you, he maintains it and you can live in peace and humbly because you know he's doing it and whatever he would have you to do, amen, he will lead you to do, amen, in that circumstance, amen, hallelujah, whether it's to go out and work again or do whatever, amen, hallelujah, but he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. So I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life. You learned the secret to facing life. Whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need. Amen. I can do all things which he has called me to do. Not all things. Uh, that you imagine, but th those things which he's called you to do through him. And here's the secret who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. It's his the secret that God that, that Paul got in facing life is to have Christ strengthen and empower him. To fulfill Christ's purpose and to know that he is self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. That it's not that I'm going to get my strength from my pastor. That it's not that I'm going to get my strength from my husband or from my wife. It's not that I'm going to get my joy through my children or through my grandchildren. Or I'm going to get my joy through my job. But it's that God working in me, amen, hallelujah, helps me to feel fulfilled and valuable 
and of worth and loved. Amen. Glory to God. And it comes from within. Amen. And to give me a sense of well-being comes from within. Amen. That no matter what circumstance I find myself in. Amen. Glory to God. I'm good. I'm happy. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let me finish reading the scripture. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Amen. Listen, I've learned a good deal of this as well. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I've not arrived yet. Amen. And even Paul said he's not arrived. Another scripture. Amen. Glory to God. But now when I get what I need from Jesus every day. I go into circumstances not looking what people can do for me, but what I can do for people. Even as I come and preach before you, I'm not saying pray for me. I'm nervous. I am. I've, I received from the Lord and I'm looking to share with you what he shared with me. Hallelujah. And in doing so, there's no nervousness. Because the Lord of the universe has supplied to me what I need. And then he shares through me what you need. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we approach life and we get what we need first to make us happy. And it starts on the inside. Because we think what makes us happy is things from the outside. It starts from the inside. Amen. And no doubt God will supply things that we need physically. But we're talking about from the inside. We're talking about being happy. Hallelujah. Then I can walk in a circumstance not as a victim or in need of someone to bless me. But as someone who's coming to be a blessing. It's better to give than to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, from that standpoint, we're talking from uh, on the earthly realm. Amen. But we, we get it from him. He, f he does what he needs to do inside of us. And then we're a blessing to those we're around. And this denotes being in a happy state. Because my needs are met on the inside. Let's jump down to verse 19. Amen. It says, and we all know the scripture. And my God will liberally supply and fill until full your every need. So now I need, amen, we're talking about today is happiness or joy according to his riches. He's, he's not broke, he's rich. Riches in glory in Christ Jesus. That, that, that richness is found in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What are we talking about here? Amen. Despite when I'm watching CNN or MSNBC or our local news, amen, and I hear about doom and gloom, I could be happy, amen. And sometimes that may necess necessitate you turning that off. Despite having to walk around with a mask, amen, I can be happy or full of joy, amen, because I've gotten what I need from the Lord Jesus Christ. That despite I may have been laid off or underemployed, amen, which from time to time I experience, amen, hallelujah, because the nature of the work that I do, amen, glory to God. God supplies first from within, and then I have seen blessings from without, even during this, these difficult times. We could call what we're going through right now a famine. Going through a famine. Now, do we go to Egypt to get fed, which represents the world? Or do we stay in the land of Palestine, amen, which would be modern-day Israel, and allow God to supply our needs in the wilderness, and our needs being for love, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, amen, on the inside, or to be in a place of happiness, Hallelujah. Listen, there have been times I've gone to Egypt. I don't mean physical Egypt or the, the nation of Egypt. I'm talking about that place of going to the, the world must meet my needs. I'm ignoring God. I'm going to the world. 
and it never works. Amen. Never works. Amen. Saints, viewers, we need to end our self-efforts to turn your life around or our lives around for the better and receive God's unlimited supply of grace, which is constantly available to you and I to help us to live a happy and full life in the face of life's most difficult challenges. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Time to stop living in denial. We're flawed and our religious efforts will not bring us happiness or our self-help will not bring us happiness. Hallelujah. Uh, we need to know the truth. The truth is that God's unlimited supply of grace is available to us. Amen. We need to know that it's ultimately God that strengthens us from within to without. Amen. We need uh, and, and, you know, we have blind spots. We look to certain people to make us happy. Maybe you look to your spouse to make you happy, to supply all your needs according to your spouse's riches and glory or your grandchildren's riches and glory or the pastor's riches and glory, which are limited. Draw from the true supply, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to heaven not because of what we did, but because of what Jesus did. And we're going to be in a happy state of mind because of what Jesus did and what he could supply to us on the inside by way of his Holy Spirit and not because of what we do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. All we want to do is just be happy and amen. It starts with receiving the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is unlimited. Amen. And being happy from the inside out. Somebody say hallelujah. I'm done. Friends, if you are impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.